Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy, and we're two Tenderfoot tourists. Welcome to episode 120, Wilson's Creek National Battlefield. Hashtag social distancing. <laughs> two Tenderfoot Tourists is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio. Almost forgot about whoop, that whoop. one. There you go. Spotify, just to name a few. To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourist at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at twotenderfoottourist.com. That's T-W-O, tenderfoottourist.com. So we had ourselves a little problem with cabin fever. Yes, and Marco need to walk off a little bit of his chub. You little chubby chub. <laughs> he likes to go on walks. He really does. He's just a little squirrel happy, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> oh, he, and he, what did you say? He's frightened of deer? He's frightened of deer, yeah. The last time we went and he saw deer, well, last time we went where we're going to talk about today, Wilson's Creek National Battlefield. That's right. Um, we went with a group, and there were two other dogs, and he was super brave with his buddies there. Mm -hmm. When they saw a deer, they were all barking and wailing and making all kinds of racket. But normally, if he sees a deer, he hides behind mom. Yeah, I was, you know what? I remember, like, okay, so the way our neighbor, neighborhood is situated, it's near uh, a lot of forestry, I guess. A lot wooded of area. Wooded mm -hmm. area. And so a deer um, kind of walked through people's backyards all they the time through They walked down the street. I mean, you can hear their hooves on the asphalt. And there's been many morning where he is freaking out because there's something back there. And I think we figured out it's deer that are walking through yeah, our backyard. Yeah, I think backyard. so, too. I do think. Um, all right. So, yes, like as you said, we're going to end also the title says we're going to be talking about Wilson's Creek, the national battlefield, actually. Right. And, I mean, all national battlefields right now um, are, oh, uh, well, all national parks are open right now without mm -hmm. any charge um, due to the fact that, People are trying to self-quarantine and social distance like that. Right. But what a great opportunity. Free is an awesome thing. Oh, yeah. It totally is. And we're supposed to be getting lots of sun and lots of air. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we got ourselves both. Uh, and saving a little dough. So the thing is, uh, normally the fees are like $20 at the entrance to pull your vehicle, correct? But it's the trails are free to walk on. I'm really not even positive of what the charge is at this point. I know that it's really, really went up. It used mm -hmm. to be that you could buy a season pass for a family mm -hmm. for like $20, $25. But I think it's went up well, okay, hold on. I'm, I looked it up on, on their website here. Entrance is defined as a person entering the battlefield by walking in, bicycling in, driving a motorcycle in, or by driving, literally, in, in, and by driving a vehicle into the park. Entrance fee costs are defined as follows. An individual entrance is $10 and covers any adult that is walking, bicycling into the park. I thought you could just walk on the trail for free. I didn't know you had to pay to on the trail. Yeah, I thought you could just walk anytime for free also. But a vehicle entrance is $20 and covers everyone in the non-commercial vehicle. The motorcycle entrance is $15. So if anybody's in here in local Springfield area and they want to visit this national park, then, then that's what they can do. Uh, the receipt is good for seven days at the Wilson's Creek Bat National Battlefield and Pea Ridge National Military Park. In Arkansas. In Arkansas, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we wanted to go there last time we were that way, but yeah. we it was last time we were that way it was on Thanksgiving, so that's true. <laughs> wasn't going to happen that day. Now I 
I've been told that the uh, Pea Ridge National Military Park is actually quite quite nice. But uh, go ahead. It's a beautiful area. Um, We like to just go there and walk with our family. It's a Mm -hmm. great way for us to all get outside. Um, Unfortunately, I'm the slow one. I'm the one that holds everybody back. And by the time I catch up, everybody else is resting. They're like, okay, let's keep going. And I'm like, wait, the the older, chubbier one needs to rest. Someone (laughs) needs to chill out. But it is a lot of fun, and it's a really great opportunity to get our dogs out and get them socialized, but not too social. Not too social. <laughs> now, I can tell you this much. Um, it is 4.9 mile. Uh, they have a 4.9 mile paved tour road, which provides self-guided auto tour. So um, it's one way all the mm-hmm. way around the whole thing. And like I said, it's 4.0 miles long. You drive your own vehicle and you stop at all the different little stops. Right. So that's pretty cool. And then they have five walking trails um, off the tour road. Varying in length from a quarter of a mile to three quarters of a mile. And then they have a seven mile trail system for horseback riding and hiking it is accessible from the tour road. I will tell you that <laughs> a few years ago when I was a lot more fit for one and the kids were um, mid teens, mm-hmm. I took the girls all out there and we just started walking. Well, we took accidentally, we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We went on the horse trail road. Well, that's seven miles. That's a lot of mileage. And we hiked that thing that day. And by the time we got done, we went to eat Chinese food afterwards. And they were falling asleep with their food. And they were like, ha- they were like, you tried to kill us. You tried to kill us. <laughs> but it Not was on great. purpose. It's, it's a beautiful area. It really is. Well, the, the area that you're talking about, the, the trails and all that stuff, it, it takes place in the national park size is 1,749 acres. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's big. And uh, but anyway, so what can people do or see or well along learn at the Wilson's Creek now? Well, along the trail that you drive with your car, the the self guided tour trail. As you go around there, you come across Gibson Oatfield, and you'll um, you can stop there and park and look out across. It's gorgeous. I hear an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ding, ding, man. It's tempting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, you want to stop a second and go grab ice cream? Um, but no, you pull over there and you it's can get out. I know I know. part of what you can see there, mm-hmm. and it's super cool, is you hike just a very short distance down a trail and you can see the old water mill. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful. Um, great photo opportunities down there and everything. But you get to see that and... Do you know anything more about the Gibson Oak area? Uh, honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Uh, I I mean, I could look something up for you. Like. Well, that's what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> we had this discussion earlier. Yeah, but, but I'm looking for it right now. And it's I'm, all good. Um, <laughs> I can't find it. Well, is, that, is, that like, is that step one? Is that part one of the, the virtual tour? That's the first tour? stop, yeah. Hold on just It's a the Gibson Oatfield, and you can go down and see the Gibson House site and the Gibson Mill site. Well, let me let me tell you something. Let me go back there, okay? Okay, let's see what... I, the Mill and the House of John Gibson, once in the valley uh, along Wilson's Creek, along it, um, on August 9th, 1961, the day before the battle, uh, the Gibson family and their neighbors found themselves surrounded by more than 12,000 Confederate soldiers whose camps extended toe my, two toe miles... Toe miles. T-O-W, toe miles. 
<laughs> south <laughs> along the creek. Uh, the Gibsons made their living by grinding coin. coin? You're having problems. Yes. <laughs> the Gibsons made their living by grinding corn and oats into flour and by the... And by cardinal wool, cardening, cardening wool. Anyway, when the cannons began to roar on the morning of August 10th, they took refuge in the cellar. Today, the house and the mill are gone, but foundation and ruins are visible. The one-mile loop trail beginning here leads to the sites of the mill and the home. Down along the creek, you may also see remnants of the mill race, a, uh, a narrow earthen canal that carried water to turn the mill's water wheel. Yes, and the water wheel, last I knew, was still there. Nope. Did it fall? I don't know. It there's, must have fallen. They're, cause they're it was saying ba- that it's not there anymore. It used to be back there. Well, that's a bummer if it's fall. Because it says in here where remnants of the original trace can still be found along the remnant, remains of the Gibson Home Foundation. So, uh, anyway. But the mill wasn't at the same spot as the foundation It was I mean, of the home. It was down further. Hmm. Yeah. Because it was like down at the... But anyway, after we leave the Gibson Oatfield area, then you go down, keep following around. Again, it's one way, so that's really great because you don't have to worry about um, people cutting you off the other direction or, you know. They have it really well mapped out for you to be able to see everything from your car. Yeah, and I didn't even say this. This is what's really cool. It's if you're just wanting to walk the whole thing or bike the whole thing, Mm -hmm. they have a bike lane slash... Mm -hmm. Um, pedestrian lane Mm -hmm. so the cars are not allowed to be in it (laughs) and when cars come by you are supposed to be in that lane right it's really helpful and you don't have um yeah not near the chaos not nearly as much chaos but anyway after you leave um the gibson oatfield then you move on around and you could see all kinds of fields and stuff and it's really neat because you can see cannons yeah down in the fields, and you could see some of the fencing that's built, and they built it like they would have back mm-hmm. during the battlefield times. And I wish I could remember what that kind of fencing is called. I know. We should ask Olivia if she remembers and saw mm-hmm. us because they helped build it um, just a few years back when they mm-hmm. were, well, I say a few years back. She was like, what, 16? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. She's 20. Anyway, um, they got to actually build some of that fencing, and that mm-hmm. is super cool to that think about. Cool. They actually know how it's done. But they evidently built it a lot like to look exactly like what it did before. Mm-hmm. And um, very cool to see and makes for some great pictures. I'll tell you that straight out of <laughs> experience. Well, what what we're going through right now that you're listening to is that you can actually take a virtual and, and basically they have like a series. I think it's eight stops mm-hmm. and each one has a different destination. Um, the, the one of the things that people come down there to see the most is not only the the museum half of it, they have things for you to look at that actually can they dug some up. interactive stuff too right and also just any one of those people out there listening that are metal detector enthusiasts they are not allowed at the nation nation's par- oh, national park national park national mm-hmm. park um so but um one of the places that people go often is the ray house right the ray house is very important with the battle because it was treated as a hospital it's correct and man, this house is so small. Yeah, it's not very big at all. As a matter of fact, when we were driving past it today, because um, we did stop and look, but we didn't go up because it's, it's locked. But when we went past it today, we talked about how, well, for us getting older, that'd be perfect. <laughs> we like that size as long as it has a bathroom with running water and everything. Oh, it's got a nice front porch, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's and cute. it's kind of. 
fireplace. But for a hospital, very, it would yeah. not have been the greatest. No, it said, uh, basically, according to their website, John Ray and his wife, Roxana, and their nine children lived in this modest house during the Battle of Wilson's Creek. Built in 1852, the Ray House is the original surviving dwelling from the time of the battle. When the battle broke out, John Ray remained on his front porch. He witnessed fighting in his own con- cornfield and on bloody hill which by the way we're going to come back to Bill later yeah i remember going on the tour years ago and i remember them talking about the fact that they sat out there and watched the battle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like somebody in a coliseum well you i know, mean they just sat and watched it now the person who built the house my mom and dad and i grew up in right they remember uh they hearing stories uh from the guy who built it because he was still alive whenever uh well, anyway, make along his son passed on the story that his dad would sit on the front porch and he could hear the gunfight fighting going on in Wilson's Creek from my mom and dad's house. He could that hear is cannons, such a crazy thought. And he said that uh, I can't remember one of his family members, whatever who whatever it was, got on his horse and took off direction, and they all went to go watch the fight. You know, if you really think about it, you can totally understand though that they could hear it because we can hear the gun, well, the um, cannons. When they do the reenactment, and, yeah, when they do the reenactments, mm-hmm. we can hear the cannons from our house. That's something I still would want to do. I know because they do a one a, once a year. Uh, they do a reenactment down there, and we missed the centennial. Yes, I'm very sad yes. that we missed that. Yes, we did. And uh, anyway, so um, yeah, the Ray House. It's it's one of those places that people often go to, especially. And remember how I mentioned Bloody Hill. Uh, there's a lot of ghost stories that surround Bloody Hill, and a lot of people go down there just to do their, you know, paranormal investigations <laughs> yep. and stuff. And there's been stories that you can find online that talk about uh, the hauntings. Like my favorite stories that come out of there is people who say they can hear soldiers walking and talking, and you can even hear gunfire coming from the uh, from the trees, which is kind of speculative because there's gunfire going on all the time because people are hunting. Right out there, not on Wilson's Creek per se, but but I mean, around the surrounding area, and noises like that carry really, really very, very well. Oh, and they also see specters. I like Ooh, that word. Can we use that word every time specters. instead of ghosts? I like specters. So anyway, uh, the way the story goes, uh, Roxana and the children and Aunt Rhoda, which was their slave at the time, had her three children and Julius Short, a hired farmhand, all took shelter in the in the cellar. Uh, they would come out hours later to find their house littered with wounded and dying southerners i mean and there was a lot of death in that battle uh, to be able, I mean, can you imagine just finding people laying out dying that just that's crazy disturbing. right so disturbing to and think about. somebody said i read somewhere where that it was like uh the most it was the most aggressive the most uh, the biggest battle west of the mississippi since the civil war started supposedly i can look that up and get facts i'm just gonna say it and you're gonna have to facts just <laughs> <laughs> hey research it yourself a little bit <laughs> there you go we love to encourage people to get online about this speaking of which they do have a virtual tour that you can take online oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. that's just one more way to keep your mind busy if you can't get out of the house and go to the park right um so anyway uh What's next in the tour? You know, I don't know if we'll get through all these. No, I was just, just to give name. a person a test, I mean, you, a taste. You'll, that is, you'll see the you can see the different battlefields where they were at. These are things that you'll find at certain points when you stop, mm-hmm. and they have little signs that tell you 
first stop, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Mm -hmm. And you can read all this stuff. There is something online that says that you have a cell phone um, tour that you can do. I tried to get on there and do it, and it wasn't working for me. It may just be my phone. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much of a, um, a data signal you have. For That's that. what concerns me because we had zero data when we were out there. Yeah. We had oh. zero. <laughs> Starting walking in, I was talking to my sister, and she just kind of went away. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, anyway, so, yeah, like I said, in each one of these places, they have something there for you to look at and to give, uh, like, some sort of idea. You know, can we just stop for a moment? This place is just, it's its more than just, like, a, a battlefield. It is a good walking trail. They have excellent places for you to ride your bikes. It's a place to get fresh air, see nature. Uh, and you know what? It's pretty safe now the only thing i would say that is not safe if you're visiting wilson's creek for the first time do not go treading through wilson's the, the actual well just don't drink it and don't swim i mean people have been known to tiptoe through it real quick i just wouldn't linger it's Boy. not clean it's not clean and they'll tell you the water's not safe um which you might want to bring your dog water also and not let them play around in it too much we've had our dogs out there and um, i remember when big old german shepherd magnum went with us and he was like playing in it he was having a heyday mm. he never got sick from it but i would just be very cautious yeah because the people it's up, polluted it's polluted people uh, uh upstream of it has not taken very good care of it and since then it's been like over a decade now maybe a decade since it was recognized that what they're doing to because it used to smell bad it doesn't smell bad now i've noticed that too when we used to drive down the highway we could smell it before yeah we, got to we it. knew that we were getting to the wilson's creek creek and um, there's several places where, like, you know, it's not a part of the national park, but it's actually going into Apple's property. But, I mean, yeah, exactly as you said. We used to know when we were getting to Wilson's Creek because it smelled so bad. But since then, it has not. So they, yeah. they've recognized that that is an issue. That is a national park. And you know what? That is also our, our environment that we're ruining. So Well, and they do seem to be really dealing with that. I don't know what they've done to change things, but it is better. Either. Um, um, something else, though, that they offer there is they offer a really nice picnic area right before coming in to the park. Really it's either do. right before coming in or right as you're going out, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, but it's really nice. To me, it looks like a gathering area. Yeah, it really <laughs> I mean, does. Oh, it has a stage on it, it too. It does. It has a little stage and everything. So if you wanted to have a group come and walk and then come back there and eat and, ha and meet to uh, enjoy each other's company, you could. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. And right now, the their main, um, what do you call it, visitor center mm -hmm. is closed. They're just working from a trailer because they are totally redoing the inside of that thing. I think they may be building onto it and everything. They're just going nuts. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that because I always thought they had a pretty decent little center in the first place. Yeah. But it was old. Right. There, remember... Remember their big diorama? Yeah. So I loved that so much when I, I was a kid. Are they going to keep that? I don't I know. I hope so. And if, if not, I hope they make it bigger and better. Explain to them what we're talking about. It, I mean, the thing is huge. I, I couldn't tell you the measurements on it, but it was the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And you look down at kind of like you're looking from above from an airplane. Mm -hmm. And there were lights that you push a button and it would show you how the troops... 
yeah. advanced right at what time and from what direction and, and they'd have it, sound effects yes. of people having battle and stuff like it that it was and, really cool yeah I, and they give you the chronolo- chronology yep. and then the time frames in which all these things happened and and i know as a kid watching it it was incredible for me i, I learned a lot mm-hmm. by watching that stuff um well, as a younger person, I don't know if I went as a kid now that I think about it, but um, I took a lot of kids. <laughs> but watching it and hearing about it at the mm-hmm. same time with the little bit of sound effects and everything, even though they were, weren't as fancy as they could be, you know, mm-hmm. it was really a very good experience. Oh, yeah. It, I, I used to love getting a, a field day over to oh, yeah. the Wilson's Creek. That I would look forward to that every time. That used to be the big thing every fourth grade got to do i believe at Mm -hmm. the end of the school year oh yeah and i think they may still do it is they would have wilson's creek day and they would take a field trip with all of the fourth grade that's a lot of kids folks from republic and um they take them all over to wilson's creek for the day they take their sack lunches and they would tour Mm -hmm. and it it's a great experience and it teaches them to really appreciate history oh yeah okay so um you know what uh, I need to take back something. I thought more people died. I mean, not to diminish how many people died at the um, at the Battle of Wilson's Creek. Let me let me let me tell you what. Okay, so well, let me tell you what I found out. Um, the, it started August tenth, eighteen sixty one. Okay, ten miles outside of Southwest Spring. Approximate truth troop strength. A Union army had um, fifty four thousand people or fifty five thousand four hundred. Uh, troops and the Confederate had between ten to eleven thousand. Now, estimated Union casualties was two hundred and fifty-eight killed, eight hundred and seventy-three wounded. Okay, and then and one hundred and eighty-six missing or captured, which is like one thousand three hundred and seventeen. So that's the reason why I was I, I, I in my head I was thinking there was over a thousand dead, but that's not actually no. accurate. That's mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but then the Confederate casualties, which was lower, was 279 killed, 951 wounded, which led to 1,230 people. Um, so anyway, so make a long story short, did not take away from the fact that they, I mean, it was a bloody hill. That's a lot of people to lose a lot of blood, if you yeah. know what I mean. That's a lot of violence. If yeah. you, but anyway, I just felt like I needed to correct that. Um, so... Uh, I also found out, you know, for the life of me, I always thought the Union won the Battle of Wilson's Creek, but I read and it's actually fettered. But there was a lot We're of... We're getting old. Numbers uh, are hard. Numbers are so hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the... So what you're saying is they never had a chance. <laughs> they they really, they were really outnumbered. And that, that is kind of, it kind of, kind of sees it. Now, Missouri at that time was a, uh, it's not called a swing state. It's, they basically had one foot, it's a neutral state, I believe is what they said, between uh, slavery and, and no slavery. They kind of did not really take one side or the other when it came to either Union Army or Confederate. And um, so... I think that that was a a big battle for the Confederate Army over the Union Army because of the fact that, you know, the Confederate Army was fighting for slavery. And uh, I think that's sad. But anyway, beautiful place to visit. It is. It's highly really recommended. Beautiful. And, and there's special different things that you can see at different times of year. For instance, we talked about the Ray House. It is open on weekends. Um from Memorial Day through Labor Day. Mm-hmm. That is, of course, subject to staff and volunteer availability because they have someone that mans it and tells you the stories. The anniversary of the battle is observed with a special program and ceremony every August 10th. Mm-hmm. And every year they do a candle annual candlelight tour. 
Oh yeah, I which I've always that. wanted to go on that. What would that look like? I've seen pictures and of a, a um, like candlelit paths leading up to the Ray House, and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. It says that this um, program does require advanced tickets and is not included as part of regular admission charge, though. So you need to realize you'd have to sp- pay special price. Right. Your season pass would not count. <laughs> yeah, um, season passes. Um, let me see if you're someone who hears, lives here locally. Uh, an annual park pass is available at $35. Uh, this is a Wilson's Creek spe- uh, specific pass designed for this park only. So it's not like a pass you can buy. It's like, oh, I can get into all these other passes. So $35 for one year. And it, um, their site also says this. I think this is in, um, which we kind of touched base on it, sort of, but... Living history programs depicting Civil War soldier life, musket and artillery firing demonstrations, Civil War medicine, and other related topics are presented from Memorial Day to Labor Day on selected. Hmm. So that is really a cool thing to be able to go in and hear it presented as it would be, Mm -hmm. you know, actually. And again, I will say there's a cell phone tour. I think you have to uh, download a special app or something. Oh, I don't know. We, I, I wonder how we could find that out. I couldn't get it to click for me. Are you on the site? I'm on the website, yeah. Okay, if you go to... Um, Learn about the park. Mm, go ahead. Scroll down. There's some choices with pictures. I got to go to the actual home page. Yep, okay. Go all the way down. Where am I going? Things to do. Mm, I saw that. Uh, hold on, give me a second. Oh, here we go. Things to do. And then scroll to the bottom of that and you'll see the... I see outdoor activities... Indoor activities for kids and nearby attraction. Okay, did you touch things to do? Yeah. Well, I didn't touch it. Click I, it. I mean, it, it's. I did. Go ahead. And then scroll to the bottom. Cell phone tour. Yep. Okay. Let's see what happens here. So basically, you're telling me it won't work on your phone, but if you take your laptop. It no, my laptop. Okay, my dork. My phone has just been doing weird. <laughs> oh wow, it's opening Word. It's uh, it's got a PDF that goes along with it. Okay, so cell phone tour information. The Wilson's Creek National Battlefield cell phone tour is available to provide you with interesting facts and fascinating stories related to the battlefield of Wilson's Creek and the people who lived and fought here at the time of the Civil War. Here it is. To listen to any of our two to four minute audio clips, you Use your personal cell phone and call 1-417-521-0055 and follow the command prompts. Each of the following stops are assigned a single number. So you dial above the number, then either during or after the the introduction to the push pound, then push the appropriate stop number on your Do cell phone. Do we really need all that information right now? No, it is kind of interesting because it's all here on this piece of paper and it's well, really quite simple. Here's my thought. This is interesting. If you have T-Mobile, you just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, because there's true. no signal out there. You for are us. correct. Well, I yeah. don't know about anybody else, but there is none for us. And I was thinking when we had AT and T, we didn't have signal either out there. So it kind of doesn't well, help if, much. <laughs> if you look at what I'm seeing right here, because um, it, it does literally it starts you it starts you at the visitor center, and you find you 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 dial that number. Right, and you press zero or pound that is, and then anyway, zero uh, lists off all the special events if you press zero, and then if you get the stop one, dial one and listen to the introduction to the evening leading up to the Battle of Russell's Creek. So you, and then stop two, you have little markers that has stop one, stop two, stop three. So if it if it will work on your phone, it's a good deal. It is a really good yeah. deal. Uh, number two cool. is you learn about the Ray family. Number three, you learn about the uh, significance of the Ray home. Oh, but see that would be so cool. Um, 
Um, then uh, four, you learn about the slavery, uh, slavery in Missouri by the time by the time of the Civil War. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on, and it leads you all the way through. It's a virtual tour. It is a. You know what? Um, well, it's not a virtual tour. It's no, a audio tour. Audio tour. But anyway, yeah, it's I'm, very cool. I'm glad I went to look that up. I just we've been all over the place with this episode, but I think it's still good information, and um, we really like the place. We didn't get to tour it as well as we'd like today. Um, like we said, some of the stuff isn't open right now, of mm. course, but we loved our time out there. It's beautiful. You know, we did a lot of talking, but we said nothing. Well, you know, okay. it is what it is. All right, let's let's wrap it up, okay? What a wonderful episode, Sandy. <laughs> You're so fun. Thank you for listening to episode 120. That's Wilson's Creek National Battlefield. Two Tenderfoot Tourists is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio. Almost forgot about whoop, that whoop. one. There you go. Spotify, just to name a few. To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourist at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at twotenderfoottourist.com. That's T-W-O, tenderfoottourist.com. I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy. Until next time. Stay tender. Stay tender.